Stand by. You're listening to the Naively Optimistic Podcast with your hosts, Ifa and Gary. The ego is saying, what's happening here? It's an opportunity for spiritual growth. Do you still think the royal family were shape-shifting lizards? Yes, I do. For the last two fucking shite talking spas Run the muck, bit as fuck on down and all your ties Burning ears off for that cheese, bring all Dublin down to its knees This podcast fucking shite, tell me where else would you be? So sit back, like relax, have a drink, lose the cacks And take in all the cack that comes out of these scaldy rats <laughs> you love stirring the pot like oh, you are. you love the gossip you know me too well at this stage yeah. how long have we known each other is the big question I literally this is imprinted in my brain it was your 16th birthday I was 15 because I'm a lot a lot a lot longer, younger than you which is clearly visible when you see us when but you give it over your 16th birthday we spent down the lane oh yeah, 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 ba- yeah. no 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 there was a lot of us <laughs> we spent down the lane at the back of my road and do you remember you were running around you were a little pipsqueak mm-hmm. And you had like big glasses and all, and you were like, oh, oh I didn't mean. even have glasses. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. I just imagined my, my memory of you is these big, thick rimmed yeah. glasses, dirty eyes, <laughs> like in the middle uh, of it. bubbles like, from yeah. trailer park boys. I think and all yeah. in the middle of it. <laughs> I just remember that so well. And then you just captured my heart the first time. You made all these little jokes, and you were a little fucking string of piss back oh, then. <laughs> nothing's changed, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're a tank now. But you were best. a little string of piss. Oh, ridiculous! I know. Look, <laughs> so you were 16. I I was 15. And then I think from then it just blossomed. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> but you've joined me now on the crime episodes. You're official crime correspondent. You're a fourth yeah. time caller, but a long time listener. Yeah. As they say in the yeah. radio game. That's an actual yeah. coach. Remember that? First time caller, long time listener. It's long like, time I, as listener. I always say about Aoife joining me on the podcast, it's like a make a wish, isn't it? And it's like in the, in the hospitals when, you know, it is a make <laughs> like a Captain wish. America walks it in. Is. It's actually like you've been on the Patreon. This is what happens when you're on the Patreon. You may or may not get the call up to join me. It doesn't matter how long you've known them. If you pay him, he'll let you on at some stage and that's how it is but like back to the make a wish thing do you remember I sent you that meme ages ago where this kid now unfortunately was uh, critical or you know fatal and his make a wish his last wish was that he wanted to meet Drake Right. and the make a wish foundation got it mixed up and sent in Drake Bell from Drake and Josh but he meant Drake the rapper and literally no joke there's photos of Drake from Drake Drake and Josh walking in like with all dressed up and yeah. suited up and your man's like 40 now still suited up because he wanted to help this oh, kid and the God. kid just goes who the fuck are you <laughs> and they were waiting for Drake the rapper like. I, I remember hearing that I was like that can't be real I remember I said yeah. it to you like the screenshot and everything know, and the I'm kids like, are sitting in the bed crying his eyes out and your man Drake is like what did I do like, but the Make-A-Wish are like a pretty big foundation at they're stage. very old school though yeah, they wouldn't know Drake, true, Drake but I mean like, like well like in fairness they just booked John Cena left right and center out of wrestling <laughs> John Cena is in there every two weeks do you know what I mean and obviously Daniel O'Donnell like yeah. as well like he's number one <laughs> you know if Mike Wish actually had an Irish kind of base yeah. 100% like all yeah. the grannies who are like are fucking living with Hodgkins you and can't get Make a Wish if you're a granny like you <laughs> can you not is it strictly a kid you're like 96 you've gone past a life expectancy yeah you can make a wish we're gonna spend all this money <laughs> go fund me to keep her going at 96 I'm like. a retard I actually didn't know there was a cut off so it was it just for it's kids it's for fit. <laughs> Terminally ill children only, not for fucking people that are at the end of their life expectancy. People in general. No, it's 
Oh, I'm pretty sure sake. like it's just for like terminally ill children, not for like if so you're, what's you, the cut you, off? You, the, so the life expectancy in Ireland as an adult is around 80, 82. So you can't be at 96 going, oh, I want fucking Daniel O'Donnell. Daniel O'Donnell. Daniel O'Donnell. Ah, we grown, yeah. <laughs> they just have you're a heart attack then and there because he walks <laughs> in like. Oh. oh, stop. And here, we need to discuss our mutual love for wrong torn. Okay. Where did this start, yeah. by the way? I even I don't know. And also our mutual love for like B-movie or sorry, yeah. D-list uh, horror movies. We have a thing, The Gingerbread oh. Man. Oh, that I, had a gaff party. I had a gaff party like probably like seven years ago. A gaff party was me, you and Ian yeah. or something. Like. And, but like remember like at five in the morning we were like, yeah, no, let's go on to Netflix and deliberately search B-horror. And we threw on <laughs> The Gingerbread Man, which like Jennifer Aniston is in, isn't she? <laughs> I think she, she is. is. It was like the ginger man or ginger man six or something like. Yeah, that. Like, exactly, you need to watch yeah. one, two, three, and five. To yeah, be able to catch up. Four <laughs> <laughs> was like head spinning. But do you remember Wrong Turn went from the first one, and it came out in the early two thousands when like that sort of like slasher gory horror was mm. really in. So everyone was like encapsulated by it, but. As it went on, did they do eight wrong turns? Yeah, altogether. I think they're moving into nine. And now. <laughs> I wish I'm still looking for number yeah. nine. I look, I think it's great. They just get better and better. Oh, they literally. And by do. that, I mean worse yeah. and worse. <laughs> but do you remember, like, because the main, like, what's the, they're like mutants or something like that? Aren't <laughs> Snaggletooth, is that yeah, his name? Snaggletooth, <laughs> yeah. So the main villain in it, which by the way, fair play to them, after eight or nine films, they still haven't killed him. Like, he's no, still no, he along. gets away. Like, he gets away. But you can't kill mutants, can yeah, you? Yeah, but like the chap, but they always get their hole the as chap, well. Yeah, they I know. That's a guarantee. But that chap needs Invisalign because his teeth are all over the shop. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? His little mad snaggle teeth. He could be a before and after. He could be on Jeremy Kyle. Literally, like, yeah. he could be on Jeremy Kyle. But he, he gets his end away pretty much every film. Every film he gets his bit, like. Yeah, fair play to him. And do you know what I mean? Like, he deserves it because he's putting in a lot How of time. Like, Snaggletooth is doing better than you. Like, that's not, like. For now, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if he was on Tinder. Literally be like, you've got a new, like, you've got a new, like, you've got a new. Like, Snaggletooth has matched with you. <laughs> <laughs> I might set up a Tinder profile and you as, like what we should think? actually look up what the character actually looks like <laughs> in real life like yeah like I honestly I, I would say he doesn't look that far off what he looks like that's what I movie. would think too because you can't actually just put that much makeup on to make them look like a completely different specimen but like like do you know what like a man uh, Andy Serkis even from like Lord of yeah, the Rings who plays he does like look Mall. like yeah. him yeah but they just true. call him in for like little gremlin things <laughs> do you ever that pretty much every film he plays now bear in mind the cunt is riddled in ping pong balls and all and they do all the CGI but for the most part he plays like a little fucking I didn't even know like a gnome or something do you know what I mean? lives under a <laughs> yeah. bridge kind exactly. of thing exactly it's like, like oh does it, do you need a gremlin for some no. sorry mate you're out sorry that's a way, the, the market is saturated with gremlins at the moment <laughs> like we've no work for you that's what I'm saying with I would not be surprised in the slightest if he was like pretty much um like look like that in real life and yeah. that's just his thing like, I'd say he decides to get braces like he's just out of work completely <laughs> yeah. like there's no work for you you look too good you're not getting involved I feel like there was like a mainstream story that like someone who like Jonah Hill I suppose when he got skinny do you remember yeah yeah, yeah and it was like oh he's not gonna and, like, be funny anymore because he was funny because he was fat and had an afro yeah, and like exactly. now when he's got skinny people don't but he's like, he's a really good actor like did you ever see yeah. uh, like Wolf of Wall Street like he's oh, brilliant, he's in, brilliant that. in that but it's yeah. also because he looks funny in Wolf yeah. of Wall Street like he's because they give him the teeth and everything mm. But um, but like um, on the Jonah Hill thing, like he's one of them people that's like was so fat. I feel terrible for him, right? Yeah. That 
him skinny it's like you're never going to be like Chris Hemsworth mate like you'll yeah. always look like a former fat person that's just smaller yeah. you know, and like it, you, and they also they almost look strange as yeah. well when they lose weight because he kind of like he kind of has the mad gels and all you know what yeah I mean? like the loose skin and everything like he would literally have to be on a desert island I think for months and be down to like 2% body fat and like toning yeah. up constantly so, and also you need surgery if you're going from yeah. that big to losing that weight you have to have surgery because like I'm just thinking about it because he was that fat that even if you ate like like perfectly and worked out like mm. fuck you're never going to be no, like, a, like no ripped to bits like, the, and mean? you know like the fatter you are the quicker you lose weight but after yeah. you hit a certain point it's really difficult and also mm-hmm. all the loose skin and everything like stop sure I'm dealing with it now <laughs> I'm dealing with it now <laughs> no <laughs> like our fitness journeys are the complete opposite I was fat when I was younger and I got skinny and then you were just a little skinny twerk and now you're yeah. built not fat <laughs> stop I'm in bits but uh, you're joining me on the crime episodes Eva and this question has plagued <clears> me for millennia right what what is going on with the moths and the crime? Yeah. Like yeah. moths just love a good fucking circular. They yeah. love being strangled to bits. They love being thrown <laughs> around by some abductor in some way, shape or form. I know this firsthand. Like moths. you've strangled yeah. many moths. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't strangled them anything. No, but seriously though. Like, Not to death. Yeah. I got away. <laughs> when I was in the Phoenix Park working as a rent boy, I encountered this on the daily. Do you know what I mean? Heard you had to pay them to get into the Phoenix Park. Like. <laughs> exactly. I like, look, I know bet down if anything I pay you to let you me into your car you bag on the head job yeah. were you <laughs> three holes no one hole sorry <laughs> but seriously though what is the fucking Jack and Rory with this right I can only speak for myself and I don't know what it is it's an inherent obsession and maybe it's not just a female thing mm-hmm. it's a taboo thing right. I'm obsessed with things that are like not the norm so serial killing the more depraved the more obscure and the more abnormal that interests me if it's just a straight out shooting in the street no way, like yeah. I wouldn't be interested. Talk to like a but, yeah, like yeah. Uh, no, here, serious. Been there, done. I got the t-shirt. Yeah. It's all about these strange murders. Is I don't it, know why women are obsessed. I don't under. I don't get it. I can just speak for myself, but I just find it extremely interesting. And a lot, like my friend Marcella, who is a big, big fan of the podcast. Uh, she's the, the same Marcella? as me. Come on, Marcella. Same as me. She's extremely obsessed mm-hmm. with true crime and serial killers. I don't. I can't explain it. But then there's some girls I know. There aren't too much into it. So I really, I can't, I can't answer that question, Gary. Because even like with the true crime, like podcasts, obviously true, true crime podcasts are fucking huge at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which obviously even we've delved into, which you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, It's just madness. It's just like pretty much all their fucking listeners are moths like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Is it that thing where you hear stories about women marrying um, inmates on death row? I don't know. Is it a sense of danger? Like they love a bad boy kind of thing. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Like Ted Bundy was the ultimate bad boy. Because <laughs> he just killed loads of moths, but uh, he was a king one. No, <laughs> I I can't answer. I wish I had a good answer for you, but I I don't know what it is. It's just yeah. interesting. Yeah, like when I was younger, and I was betting to the FBI files. Me and my dad <laughs> would just be sitting there watching the FBI files. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was a bored when I was younger. It's a real like, tacky I'm show. I've actually, never seen FBI I'm files. I'm post op now at the moment, so like I was a girl when I grew up. You know what I mean? Your pictorials are looking great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you're thinking of a sound job, decent, isn't it? You wrap yourself in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're on to um, our first episode of The Crime, season three, right? And one that we've kind of, like, Danny, God rest the soul, yeah? We have discussed many a time. We've alluded to it, because me and Danny were even talking at our mm. fantasy dinner party. We were going to have this individual with us, do you remember? Oh, yeah. Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer. We're talking all things gay cannibal. Now, as a gay cannibal... <laughs> Obviously, I get a particular kick out of this. I'm a gay you know cannibal I mean? myself. Yeah. <laughs> In recovery. <laughs> In recovery. 
<laughs> only 16 victims, not 17. <laughs> well, Jeffrey has one or two over me. You know what I mean? But this chap. Or under you, what? Yeah. <laughs> but Jeff is a mad cunt, though, isn't he? Like, yeah. Where like do we even begin with this? It's like? a very interesting, I think it's a universally known case, 100%. Like, if you don't know the name Jeffrey Dahmer, where have you been? Mm-hmm. Um. It's very interesting because of the nature of the crimes and also the psychology behind it. And the fact that when you look at Jeffrey Dahmer, same with a lot of serial killers, but you look at him and you think he just looks like a normal fuck. Jeff, yeah. Jeff from down the yeah. road. Just Jeff just down regular the road. Old Jeff. Yeah. Jeff that would knock in for some sugar. Like exactly. just a regular bloke. Plus he actually is in serious like Nick and all. Like, well, like that, you know, over time. He went we'll get back into and forth. That. Like, when he what was hurting I mean? human flesh, yeah. that's when he got into serious Exactly. Nick, when he was like. at his peak, like when he's at his peak, he was like, do you know what? Like Jeff could nearly be like a bit of a heartthrob pardon the pun do you know what I mean yeah, yeah people said Ted Bundy was a heartthrob I didn't yeah. see it myself but Jeff was better looking what's than Ted Bundy what's the story Bundy. like is it just like it's all, well not all circulars but like a lot of circulars are actually not like not John Wayne uh, Gacy like no I, I don't know that fella we'll do him I'm sure like do you know what I mean John, right, but like there is a lot of circulars that are like proper good looking like do you know what I mean surprised I haven't gone off the rails <laughs> <house. laughs> so you're not good looking enough to make the radar she's done into my life <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Uh, uh, oh, stop. But, um, you don't have to be like extremely deformed or extremely good looking to make fuck. it to the so news. Just somewhere in the middle. Like, <laughs> you're like you're, you're going to the lower end of the scale. Snaggletooth is like pretty much me and him are like neck and neck, which I in aesthetics. He's our biggest competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong torn. I actually, I actually applied. I auditioned for wrong torn. You, you didn't get it. You were, nah, d- you were too deformed. My teeth were too good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They were like, oh, we're looking for some kind of like uh, gingivitis. I was like, oh, fuck. Gingivitis. Such a gingivitis. <laughs> bollocks. <laughs> I read here by the way for anyone who uh, doesn't know <laughs> but uh, we'll kick off with our friend Jeffrey shall we let's go for it we'll give some backstory right yeah. born 24th of May 1960 to Lionel and Joyce Lionel like what a name and that was actually funnily enough that was Jeffrey's middle name so it was Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer like the name Lionel they should have known yeah. then it's up and there, there with Rupert isn't it no it's up there with yeah Lionel just creepy it's yeah. Rupert it is yeah, like, they I, should have known then and there that he was going to be a cannibal serial killer yeah exactly like, do you know what I mean because like anyone called Lionel, Lionel Bar Richie obviously Bar, you know oh, I mean? here, Richie's do you know King. there's um, no masters are actually <laughs> Giving them a bit of a shout out here, but there's actually a Dublin company, right? That like are a Lino company, and they're called Lino Richie. Oh, that's actually so good. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? It's so good. I'm like his rats. Like that's oh, actually. Brilliant. I saw him in concert when I was in Australia. He's fucking glass. Oh, it's a chap not like eighty at this. Yeah, day. and he was proper going for it. Like driving it on. Chic supported him, and then he played. Who the fuck is Chic? Chic. Uh, I'm not even gonna sing it, but you know Chic. Freak out. Freak out! Uh, I know, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I do know that. That's actually mad. I didn't think yeah. Lionel Richie. Chic or deadly? I didn't think. I didn't think Lionel Richie still be a problem. But really Lionel Richie is not fucking ago. madness, like. Yeah. Um, but as a kid, like completely normal childhood, like mm. nothing aloof whatsoever. And for anything, he actually had a bit of a fucking like um. Like, he was very, like, yeah. enthusiastic and kind of real, like, hyper and, like, just a happy-go-lucky yeah. yeah. type young flow, wasn't he? Like, mm. there was nothing really, like, suspicious, shall we there say. There was nothing. Until, obviously, yeah. we'll get into, you know... Obviously, there's a few events <laughs> upcoming, but um, like do you know, there's actually been a few things. Do you know when they try to like um, like psychologists and all like try to like develop analyze. like yeah, analyze yeah. these serial killers and they look at their early life, which naturally so. But do you look at yeah. every serial killer in history? There's always, no matter what, there's some blip in some sort of their growing up and maturing, mm-hmm. and you go, okay, maybe that was the cause. Like with the with Dahmer, it was a little different because I think it happened later in life, mm-hmm. but. There's always something. It's either divorce, there's no father in the picture, no mother, yeah. or the mother was like overbearing, like with yeah. Ed Kemper, mm-hmm. really strict and really emasculated their children. And there's always something, you yeah, know? Yeah, big time. Like, I was actually only reading earlier that, like, now, oh, look, again, 
like I have, I have skin in the game when it comes to this topic, right? But like, like a lot of psychologists are like, oh, well, he wasn't breastfed. So like well, back then they were like, I wonder if that's a factor or whatever. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, his ma just, his ma was going through a lot of like postmortem, postmortem, postmortem depression. <laughs> and uh, she was like anxious ever nothing all. So she yeah. just wasn't up for giving him the George breast. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the George breast. Took a second for that one and didn't it? But I, you know, I always mess with the lads. I was like, I, was, I wasn't breastfed. I'm like, that's why I You were wrist. breastfed. No, no. I wasn't, no, I wasn't breast, breastfed. So I always say that that's why I have small wrists. But you actually weren't breastfed. No, I wasn't. What? Well, I, I, presume I was you born were. at home yeah, and breastfed. Still you're am. still on the tit. Yeah, I was going to say, you're still on the tit. <laughs> Bit of powder <laughs> coming out. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness though, right? Like, I don't know why. I must take this up with John when I see her next week. Yeah. <laughs> Ask her to start now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Better late than never. <laughs> and he's just got a bead there for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I always say, like trying like like breast develop or breast uh, feeding is like critical in the development of like structure and all. <laughs> yeah. I always say, like look at those wrists; they are the wrists of a toddler. They're not bad. Let's see. Yeah, but you're like look at that. Come on, like. No, I know mine are actually bigger than yours. Exactly. Like. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have tiny wrists, so I always like mess like on. And you also have kind of little elf hands as well. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, this is Joan's fault. Do you know what I mean? I have an elf flute as well, to be honest. Holding like an elf. But um. But with like, uh, with like me and you had a bit of crack this earlier, like his dad in particular, like is a mad cunt, like, do you know what I mean? Like his dad is actually such a gentleman, I'm being honest with you, like there's, there's yeah. a fuckload of interviews with his dad, like, like if you look up any Jeffrey Dahmer interview, or sorry, like documentary, without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to see his dad featuring. Yeah, and like the yeah. funny thing was like his dad, after his, his son committed these like unspeakable heinous crimes, Mm-hmm. He was all over the media, like he yeah. was doing interviews left, right, and center, like openly talking about it in a very calm and you know pulled together sort yeah. of like way of talking. And it's like if my son had just eaten someone's heart, you'd go on the ground. Like I, mean? I, I wouldn't be able to face anything. Yeah, hundred percent. He just like, loved the fame. I think. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll get into that now in a while. Like, but um, one thing about his ma, this as uh, you know, as you pointed out, like she was, you know, she suffered in the middle mental health department. Mm. Like myself, it's a prison up here, Guantanamo <laughs> brain. Right, <laughs> points ahead. By the way, I know we're not on cam, but um, like she was verbally abusive, like just a bit of a mouthy yeah. fool. Like do you mean she was very um, like the boy who cried wolf kind of attention seeking <clears throat> to the point where she just wanted, and not to actually diminish any sort of mental health issues whatsoever. It's very mm-hmm. important to me, but she would do these things acting out to get the attention of mm-hmm. his father solely for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like she was fucking. Um, she wasn't. She was John. Like she got like committed to a like psychiatric. Yeah. Like facility for a while, yeah. didn't she? Like, and they had her on like for anxiety, and, everything. and back yeah. then anxiety was not what major, we have like, it as today. Exactly, it's kind it of almost listed now, as it? hysteria or whatever back then. Yeah, do you know what? That's actually an interesting laugh show when you think about it because right now, like, anxiety is just so fucking like not to downplay it again, like, you know, yeah. like, myself, like yourself, like, yeah, you know, yeah, being there yeah, myself. But I mean, like, been... it's just wild that now it's kind of like a mm. bit like just a lot of people experience it, like, you know, what I mean, but I think but back it's also, then it's like it yeah. was a different story. Oh, and you know, they actually called. There's something to do when, like, fact-checking if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. The word wound, oh, so, like, a woman has, is something... They they brought out a word, like, in um, Latin that mm-hmm. was related to the womb that meant mm-hmm. hysteric. So any yeah. woman that had suffered from, let's say, postpartum, mm-hmm. which was not... No one knew about postpartum, which is extremely common after having a baby. They And the woman was depressed. They would, like, commit them to an asylum because mm-hmm. they were hysteric, even though it was a mental issue yeah and the word they use i can't even think of it now but it was something to do with the womb the latin version translate to loom so womb so basically mm. in hysteric womb that's what it was a woman is hysteric mm-hmm. yeah that's fucking nuts like, yeah 
And you speak a bit Latin yourself, do you? Oh, I'm wrong. Lauren Ipsum. That's the only Latin I know. What the fuck is Lauren Ipsum mean? Because you know when you see like body text or like not body text, but like stuff on the internet, and they have like the Latin in. You've definitely mm. seen Lauren Ipsum. Like it's no, all over the internet. I've never even heard that. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking freak. <laughs> but um, like just to kind of delve into young Jeffrey. Yeah. Like one of the things that they do point out was the fact that his ma was so off the rails. Um, that like for example when she was going through her fucking shit, that he was like neglected for a while and there was a lot of tension on his man that dad had to look after mm. and even he was like listen this young one's off the fucking she's off the wagon here she's fucking <laughs> bonkers like and so like you could probably look to his past and go look there was an element of neglect do you know what I mean now although he was before that he was grand like just a happy go lucky young flit but um, there is potentially like a yeah. bit of a trigger there shall we say um, and then you know when he was four as well he went for fucking surgery for a hernia and afterwards he was on like pain medication which is mad like you never really like think about kids being on like Pain medication. Yeah. I don't like, know. What was he born? Nineteen sixty. No bloody doctor. Nineteen sixty four. They were throwing out lewds like they yeah. were candy to house Lewds. Like lewds. Give me the lewds. Jordan Belford over yeah, here. Yeah, but they were like that's why they're made legal because they were like heavy, heavy, mm-hmm. heavy volumes. Madness. I didn't know that. But like after his surgery, he became like quite withdrawn and introverted, which is very like kind of almost mm. like the polar opposite. Um, compared to what he was like again like, we're only going by his dad's fucking account yeah. his dad was like sure he was all like, he was mad hyper like great you know, yeah. great crack um, <laughs> but then after that he became like super introverted and his and, dad um, actually yeah because his dad was getting concerned about him being introverted he bought him, bought him a pet dog that they named aptly named Frisky <laughs> which is uh, very ironic deeming yeah. his the rest did of his life him? what he did did Jeffrey name him yeah Frisky, Frisky. Frisky. interesting <laughs> Like, I didn't think a kid would even know what the word frisky, frisky meant. Would you? Go. That's actually bonkers, actually. Um, and then even, like, with his teachers in school, they were like, I think this young is being neglected at home because, again, a sudden change in demeanor. Like, mm. you know, one minute he's, like, pretty hyper, happy-go-lucky. Next, he's, like, proper withdrawn, very introverted. And then they were like, listen, I think we might need to pass this information onto the social services and say, you know, things might not be that kosher at home for young Jeffrey. So um, they chatted to the social services. They pay a visit to the house. And they were like, look... Gaff is actually grand. I don't know what you're talking about, and um, which was interesting. But there is a, a kind of an aspect when it comes to animals because if you're a fan of the show, you would have heard us talking in the past on some of the serial killers episodes we've done, such as Dick Chase, Dick Chasing, um, where there's like, <laughs> do you remember the whole McDonald Triad thing? Remember that yeah, I was talking yeah. about where the FBI have this kind of profiling technique where it's like they've kind of summarized that, um, that like if uh, like serial killers tend to have this kind of thing where they'll either like a be mad for fucking like butchering animals left yeah. and center B went in the bed um, and there's another arson one as well. is it arson arson yeah, yeah that's a third one yeah. it's the fact of like inflicting something that you have no idea of the consequences yeah. as and you don't care yeah um, but no sorry no wet in the bed doesn't fall into that Thank but fuck. it's <laughs> I'm still pissed about but you always find there's always like always if you look back it's always a complex relationship yeah. with their parents and especially the matriarchy like the mother mm-hmm. there's always something like if you go back to the dawn of like do you ever watch Psycho? Time, yeah. <laughs> the Big Bang. <laughs> Do you ever watch Psycho 1960? No, believe oh it or not. Oh my God. Yeah. So Alfred Too Hitchcock, <laughs> 1960. And that's where the Oedipus complex comes yeah. from, which is, you know, you, you're very friendly familiar What's with What's that? It. You don't know the, no. you were, that's where you inspired it. Go on, Oedipus speak to complex me. is every single, this is what Freud said. Right. Every single son that is born yeah. is in love with their own mother. From, yeah, from when they're two up until they're maybe 10. They're jealous yeah, of their like father and they ultimately yeah. want to kill their father. That's their psyche. Mad. I swear to God, look it up. Oedipus, I don't know how to spell it. It begins with O, which yeah. you wouldn't expect. E-D-O-F-I-S. If anyone oh, e- <laughs> <laughs> <Not that>. A-O-I-F-E. <laughs> 
Hey, old um, But yeah, there's always something up with the matriarchy or the, it's either the father inflicting a lot of pain and hurt mm-hmm. onto the kids or it's the mother being demeaning and degrading. There's something. It's about to do with your pride, I think. Madness. Mm. Fuck me. Um, that's just a bit too real for me at the moment. So yeah, yeah. Just so give hitting me a, home. Give me a it's just a bit too close like... for home, to home for you. <laughs> 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 but um, but young Jeffrey had a bit of an interest in animals um, from an early age. And now it wasn't to the same degree as Dick Chase. Dick Chase was, was slaughtering cats and all. Do you remember mm. like at 12 and all? Yeah. Whereas like Jeffrey, not saying this is normal or anything like that, but like he used to like cycle around the town collecting like the carcasses of the like otters and all. Do you yeah. remember? And fucking roadkill and everything. He'd be like, and he'd just be interested about what was going on in the insides. Do you like know the mean? anatomy yeah. or how like he, his main thing was like how the bones fitted together. Like he was mm-hmm. so curious about that which is just crazy like I think it brings it back to like when he was like four or five his dad was clearing out uh, like dead animal bones from under their house which has just died of natural causes Mm -hmm. and Jeffrey was with him and he was taking the bones out and putting them into like a metal bucket Mm -hmm. and as the bones were hitting the bucket and Jeffrey recalls this from when he was imprisoned at 34 to when he was four Mm -hmm. he says he still remembers the clank of the bones into the bucket like it was yesterday and that's what that's what kicked off his obsession with you know what's inside us what puts us together what's you know it's animals first then it's humans you know yeah it's that's crazy. fucking mad isn't it like yeah um but like going back to that like he'd be literally collecting animals and mm. fucking skinning them and taking their flesh and like again like you said just curious on what was going on inside the anatomy mm-hmm. be like taking out their organs and all and putting them in jars and all remember that? yeah yeah and the like literally and he had like a little um like a clubhouse or an outhouse. Clubhouse, out little rascals <laughs> over here. Alfalfa. <laughs> but an out, like an outhouse. An outhouse is one of those, yeah. it's a box with a little moon sign at the front like we just go out. <laughs> clubhouse. It was a clubhouse. Yeah. He used to bring his Was that rules and all? Was yeah, that? like you had to kill an animal before you come in. Oh. Like. <laughs> no girls allowed. What would you say? Treehouse. <laughs> Do you remember the little rascals? Though? What a film! Like I but... didn't watch it because that's actually, in my opinion, a common knacker film. No, <laughs> you're messing. You will never <laughs> see. Funny. You will never see a I've love like Alfalfa it. and Darling. No, I'm more like Stand by Me. That's mine. What Macaulay Culkin is it? No. Who's that? <laughs> Stand by Me. Uh, River me. Phoenix. Stephen King. Oh, they all go one on of them. Does it? Spoiler it for the listeners. Everyone has seen Stand By Me, even though you I haven't it. seen no, it. No, I have seen it though. Look, one of them dies, correct? Uh, train tracks, train tracks. They're yeah, walking train, on train tracks. tracks. Yeah, but they don't die in the movie. Which means they die on the set or something. No, they die at the end. It's like an aftermath. Oh right, I get oh. you. Yeah, yeah. Look, fuck Stand By Me. It sounds bollocks. Man. Little it's, rascals. It's no, here, the little rascals. Brilliant. Will you stop? <laughs> Grey film, like you're talking out your bollocks. And you're next going to like name the Goonies, which I've never seen. Oh, I've never well. seen the Goonies. Oh, I've never I have seen never it. seen the Goonies. <laughs> That's actually madness, mate. And I've never seen Dirty Dancing or any of those real, like, yeah, you know, yeah. commoner movies, like Dirty Dancing and movies. Flash Dancing. Oh, no, yeah. sorry. Like, Fun fact for you, Hungry Eyes is my favorite song of the 80s ever. Were you, were you like, when you were born? No, like, I know I was born in 1991, right? Oh, show me edge. But, uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, so Hungry Eyes by our man Eric something, right? Is the greatest 80 song oh, ever. I hate Jillian. that song. It's like, so tacky. When that comes on, I'm just ready to go. <laughs> Not that it ever comes on in, mo- in the mo- comes modern on era. Ever. Like, like, you just put it on. Yeah, I put it on making me breakfast in the morning. <laughs> Jimmy, just gets Who's me going. Who's after that <laughs> on? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at me, ma. That's you. Ringing into Q102. Play Hungry Eyes Anonymous tip. <laughs> 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 this is for Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Hungry Oatmeal. Eyes. Barry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Barry O'Reilly. <laughs> oh, stop. That is fucking brilliant. But there is one story now, in fairness, with regard to the animals, which is a bit heavy. Like, it is a bit heavy, to be fair. So list of discretion is advised. Yes. But apparently, young Jeffrey, um, this is actually fucked, isn't it? It really is. Cut a dog's mallet off, mm. right? Nailed it to a tree like a crucifixion almost, right? And then took it down and buried it and put like a cross over the burial site and then drilled the fucking dog's head into the top of the cross. Yeah, like fucked, that is it? just such bad form. Yeah, like it's mad, I just, like, yeah, harming animals, I mean, and especially like that to go to that length, like that's premeditation. Yeah, big time. It's like, it's all, look, in this case, it's a dog, right? Now, normally it's cats, which as you know, we all discuss on this mm. show. Cat lover till the end. Yeah. Absolutely love cats. So look, I'm not saying it's great that in this case it was a dog or whatever. But yeah. I mean like the cats seem to get a bad old time as we discussed with your man. Yeah. What's his name? The fucking don't fuck with cats fella. Luca Magnata. Yeah, exactly. Like it's fucked it is. People mm. like we were me and Danny were just shouting this a few episodes ago, like God love God rest his soul. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it always seems to be the cat. Is it because you find cats you identify with cats as more feminine? Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's what I, what I actually it researched it. And that seems to be the only reason that i can yeah. find that because i think yeah. with dogs and you like even though cats are way more independent cats are associated more so with like femininity yeah it's absolutely nuts like yeah. but uh and at this stage right the family moved to ohio right he's, he's kind of in his like young teen mm-hmm. well, not like probably like 10 or 11 at this stage right and uh the, the fucking lionel and their one have another kid and the, at this stage jeffrey's still kind of um, being a little more withdrawn, a bit more introverted mm. versus when he was a kid, and they're like, "What the fuck's going on?" With yeah. this so, in an effort to kind of make him feel a little bit more involved, uh, when the youngflit is born, his little brother, they like you can name yeah. him to kind of give you that little bit of responsibility. Yeah. Which incidentally, that happened to me. <laughs> um, I was just going around massacring animals left and center. No way. <laughs> <laughs> but like when my sister was born, your mom's like, "Cadzy, you so can name the baby." <laughs> no mess, right? My sister is named Lindsay, right? And it's like me, genuinely. I remember. Really, this, yeah. is this true? No, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> But like I remember being like four or something like that and walking into my mom and dad's room and they were like, Listen, you can name your sister and I actually remember being filled with such like outrageous responsibility and just like <laughs> really? So um I picked Lindsay and people Did you yeah, actually I pick that is actually Lindsay, so yeah. nice. But you wanna know what she's named after a young one in my class. Oh that you fancied or something. No, well not even I was just friendly with her. Just it's the first thing you could think of. Isn't that gas? Like because like when so you're like four cute. or something, you don't know that many young ones' names. Like oh. do you mean you kind of the only like context you have is like boards, you know. That's actually so cute. Yeah, like my mad. my parents, like when I was born, like we were all born at home, mm. which like people find so That's strange. Fucked. We were every there's three of us, me yeah. and my sister and my brother, we were all born at home. And when I was born, apparently, like, that I explains never... all the bruises all over you. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I look like this. <laughs> Rough uh, but when I when I was born, I was so lazy, like, I would never wake up. And, like, a, uh, she, they had a, a midwife come into the house in Belfast, like, yeah. and uh, my mom was like, uh, We're going to call her Maisie because she's so lazy. And my dad was like, you're not fucking calling my daughter Maisie. Yeah. We have to think of a different name. That's your email. <laughs> your yeah, email that's my, it's my middle name. Yeah. It's Aoife Maisie. But Maisie's not a real name, though. It's my middle, it's on my passport. <laughs> okay, if I know you like the guts of ten plus years. I you know the guts of sixteen years. I thought I'd the say. Maisie thing was a joke. No, it's on my passport. It's on my birth Maisie cert. It's an official name. name. It's my name. And it's spelled M A I S E. Yeah, M A I S I E. M A I C. Maisie. Oh my god, that is. Shuffy, what's your middle name? Fucking Jameson. Jared. Jerry. Oh yeah, Jared. Is it Jared? Fun fact, you're right. My dad's name is Jared, right? But his actual name is Timothy. Did we discuss this before? No. Right. So this is actually so outrageous. It's not even funny, right? 
So I was about 14 in Salou, right, with my family, <laughs> as you do, right? And you know when you're just like in the, the airport, like just chatting away mm. to your family, just there's no phones running back then. So it's just, mm. you know, traditional you have chat. To like, talk to them. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, Doc, is it your passport there, yeah? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. And he shows me things. Goes, <laughs> yeah, sure. Timothy Gerard. And I go, what's the story? Why is your middle name like preceding your first name? And he goes, yeah. oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, seriously, like, I actually really didn't want to know, like, what's going on here? Yeah. He goes, right, well, look, uh, it's probably about time I sit you down so I'll have to chat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, like the birds and the bees, but, like, yeah. my name is not Jared. Like, go on. He goes, so, uh, been living a lie. Your name isn't Jared at all. He goes, what do you mean your name isn't Jared? I've been calling you Jared. Like, literally, I don't call me that. Dad, I call him Jared even to this do you day. Still, even now you call him Jared? Jared. I don't know, I just, I just start saying it as a young flat and it just, it just stuck. And he goes, yeah, like, my name is Timothy. And I goes, squeeze me. I can't even imagine that thinking about your dad because yeah. I always call him Jer. Exactly. And I was like, what you mean your name is Timothy? And he goes, but look, young fella, here's the fucking story. <laughs> I just don't like the name Timothy. And I was named Timothy and I fucking hate it. My middle name is Jer. And I said, you know what? I'm taking that. that I'm just going to flip them around. So my dad's name is actually Timothy. But it's just, he just used his middle name. That is so, that's like my dad. Like my dad's name is. Your dad, that alias. <laughs> Kevin Devine. But his actual real name is John. Yeah. And we can't figure out why he's why he calls himself Kevin. That's what Kevin. I said to him earlier. And the weird thing is, my boyfriend's called Kevin. So everyone's like, oh, no wonder you went yeah. for him. Same name as your dad. I'm like, no. Like, that is like... Technically not. Yeah. You went for a John then, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was only saying that to your dad earlier. Because like, I remember I was like, um, like your dad used to always pop up for me on my taxi. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it'd be like, pop up John. John. Whatever his yeah. second name is, I'm going to say it. Obviously, people Google it, right? And then I'd be like, when I walked in, I hadn't seen him in years. I go, oh, what's up, Kev? I go, so should I say John? Yeah, I don't and even think he copped that at all. Yeah, he was exactly. like, oh, right, Gary. All right, Gary. 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 He's mad for me. Ah, Gary. Ah, Listen like, to this, Jane. I fucking love your elf. He's one of the most soft-spoken gentlemen on earth. Right, back to, back to the topic. But, um, yeah, so they, they they let him name his young, young fellow brother, David, who, incidentally, these days is actually off the radar like contrary to fucking your man the elf who's out there like a little manager as we, we were messing before uh, the show literally like he is such a fame whore like I'd say he's like a stage mom yeah his dad he's like Jeffrey we're gonna get your name and lights alright yeah. so like <laughs> it's proper, like, like, like David why can't you be like your brother your brother's a star you gotta push your tits up you're gonna get on stage so <laughs> I can see your name and lights Harvey Weinstein like yeah. if you do me a favour <laughs> but it's also like lads if you're looking into any of this anything you look up right vis-a-vis Jeffrey Dahmer right you're one 100% gonna see something about his dad nearly every piece of content recorded like be it he a documentary whatever he loves it like but his dad is like just yeah he's sitting there happy as Larry like, and he's the image yeah, of him as well he's a ringer for him isn't he <laughs> and so me and Eve, like when we were chatting about this we were laughing our heads off we were like why is he so up for all this media because if my young fella hacked up 17 people I'd be going underground like the mole people I would not be <laughs> the up the mole people are they real because I'm scared are they the same people. as mountain people <laughs> <laughs> I would not do an interview to save my life but like when you're watching oh. documentaries he's so cavalier and he's my just like my mom's ashamed of me if I call in sick let alone yeah. hack up 19 people <laughs> and eat their hearts like it's just mad bro. like I think he's into it he has to be no he that. loves it he loves seeing it like he loves being centre stage yeah Jeff stage, you're gonna be a star he's a stage man yeah a dadager he should be on TLC oh 100% like it's actually outrageous like but anyway shortly after young Jeffrey is now um, in school at this point right and fucking he moves in with his granny right and there's a, this mad story about him like basically like robbing a mannequin from a store right and like yeah. 
like coming like fuck on this mannequin like the mannequin was crusty after yeah him, oh like. stop like with sand basically i mean <laughs> could have cracked it in half yeah. <laughs> and then his granny finds it yeah. Remember his, his granny finds it like and she's like good god <laughs> the amount of ectoplasm on this do you know what i mean sweet jesus she finds it in the closet like do you know what i mean and the mannequin is like help me <laughs> the mannequin is like, <laughs> <"Help."> <laughs> Poor fella. <laughs> oh, stop. But he develops a gargle problem in his mm. teens. We're bringing this up because it is actually quite central, like in, in like, the large scheme of things and mm. um, to where the story's going. But like, there's, there's reports of him literally going to school at like eight in the morning with like a fucking blast or like, whatever. Full on whiskey, like down in exactly. it. Exactly. He's getting locked. Like, and there's even like interviews with like some of his like friends in high school that were like, yeah, it was nuts. The chap was coming in at 8 a.m. like drinking. We were like, here, mate, what's story? And he was like, it's my medicine. Yeah. Nuts, isn't it? Like, now obviously. And like, he was like, known as the class clown but he would make these like really really inappropriate sort of jokes where he would just say jump on the on jump on the floor in the middle of the corridor and pretend to have a seizure or like a fit or like limp away and this stuff is just not actually cool and like have like cerebral palsy and like knock over stance and stuff and just be a bit of a sap basically like and you know he used to like take a few quid for it as well because mm. he'd be like if you give me like 20 dollars i will like just for example, you go into a store and like he'd pretend to eat peanuts or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, like they put like little that sweets he was and all. Allergic. Yeah, he'd yeah. be like, eating, he was like, oh, I'm yeah. allergic. I'm like yeah. jumping like around like a fish on the deck and all. Like, you know I mean, so just mm. like just being like that, like that whole center of attention thing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, onto so, the onto like the big when moment. I think when he started. So basically, his big thing was when he was growing up. As he started to hit puberty, he realized that he was uh, solely just attracted to men, so he was gay. I think in some sense, like back then in the seventies, it was almost a shameful thing, which is obviously not the not the story what it is now. But anyway, he was attracted to men only, and then he also had this weird fascination with having a partner that was subdued in some sense, and. He had so basically in his neighborhood where he lived with his grandmother, there was a jogger that would frequently jog along, and Je uh, Jeffrey started to have this fascination with him. He was really attracted to this jogger, so he decided one day that he was going to go and hide in the bushes with a bat, like yourself, Gary. Like what you do every Sunday. Be careful if you're around. Gary's Phoenix in the Park. Phoenix Watch. Park. <laughs> Jump out with a hole. <laughs> <laughs> knock yourself out with the bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he decided that he was going to knock this jogger out with the baseball bat and just simply lie beside his unconscious Nuts. body to get this kind of urge out of him. Mm -hmm. But that one particular day, and he had monitored this jogger for months, the jogger didn't come, which is almost like fate. Madness. Because he he saved himself. Mm -hmm. He said he was only going to lie beside him, but he probably could have done a lot worse. Yeah, it's it's mad. Just have like, it, think about it. Like if you're going to knock the fuck out of someone, right? Mm. With a bat and just render them unconscious. Like to just have this desire to like lie beside them. It's just yeah, weird. It's, like it's really weird. It's like it's a control up. thing. It has to be a control thing that you're in control of that other person. They can't yeah. do anything. But even this event where he was like, because bear in mind, everything up to this point was fairly like, you know, it wasn't as extreme as this. Like, you know, we had these impulses or whatever and he's doing all this shit with animals. But when he kind of set out, okay, like I'm going to jump out, knock the fuck out of this jogger and lie beside him. The fact that he, he did basically carry out it's just you know the jogger didn't run by but mm. he was he, like dead set on it. he was ready it. to do yeah. it yeah but after that he was like fuck me like I think I've been activated here like do you yeah. know what I mean I'm ready to go and that, kind of escalate that's here that's definitely what set him off he was like yeah. if, I've, if I've taken this step I can do whatever is in my mind like yeah. fulfill my de deepest fantasies mm -hmm. 100% and then so he graduates at 18 and a mere three weeks later is when he commits his first murder which is mental and it is on young Stephen Hicks uh, a young guy, I think he was only 14, 15, 16, if I'm correct. He was a hitchhiker. 
basically picked him up and he gave him the guise of, oh, let's go back to my apartment or my, my grandmother's house mm-hmm. and have a few drinks and chill. And I think back in the 70s, it was just normal to mm-hmm. meet up with someone and say, hey, man, let's go have a yeah. beer and like, you know, have some weed. You could entice Free people love. easily. <laughs> um, and then he basically uh, just strangled him. And then I, yeah, just... Did, <laughs> uh, he strangled him <laughs> and then what Eva? <laughs> <laughs> he strangled him and then just kind of got, got us yeah jipped all over him more or less and thanks for shoving the mic in my face there at that point <laughs> I was like, I can't. Eva was just stalling I, I just looked at it and just pushed yeah, him yeah you literally you just hit me in the side of the cheek like <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't like that no. oh stop but anyway so look he jips all over this poor little <laughs> corpse right and then he takes the body of Stephen um, Stephen Hicks back to his gaff and he dissolves it in acid in his grandmother's yeah. bath as we should exactly. say exactly and smashes up the bones and scatters the bones all around the garden yeah. now something we didn't mention uh, was one thing he used to get up to early on with the animals is because his dad's a chemist or a pharmacist or something like that scientist like yeah. he was like a bioscientist exactly so he had yeah. access to all these different his kind dad of actually taught him I think because he didn't have an actual connection with his dad growing mm-hmm. up because he was so like you know, quote unquote, neglected. When he asked his father, can you show me how to bleach bones? His dad mm-hmm. was like, well, this is going to be a bonding thing. So I will show him how to bleach bones. But like, Mad. which he didn't think mm-hmm. was inappropriate, you know? Yeah, it's nuts. Like, so he was actually like a pro basically at like yeah. making, like making this body completely disappear. And harvesting flesh from bones. Yeah, exactly. Like he was harvesting the flesh off, like dissolve the bones, crush the fuck out of my little, like a, like a sledgehammer. Yeah. And like basically like just can threw them all around the garden. imagine the fucking strength that that would take? Yeah, well, like, not now, but he is a bit of a tank. Like, he's a bit of an animal. Like He's on. lean. He's yeah. not, like, Bane. Yeah, no, he wasn't like Bane, yeah. But anyway, look, to keep going with the story, as the years went by, basically his parents ended up breaking up and his dad ends up living at a motel and his ma basically fucks off with young David, the brother. And Jeff actually gets the family gaff, which me and you were laughing at before yeah, this. Like, like 18 what? years of age and just living by himself. Like mm-hmm. Imagine being like, remember when you're 18, you're a little fucking thick, mm-hmm. like living in. Imagine your parents just gave you their family yeah. home. It's all, it's <laughs> all funny, right? Like I know a fellow who was married, right? And uh, he was having a scrap with his mom, right? And uh, oh, like me and one of the other bits laughing at this. Like this chap is just like. Just has his board just whipped the bits, obviously, like because no, like no. He has his couple, bird whipped. Yeah, like no, like no board would ever do this, right? I don't think anyway. So he was acting the bollocks, right? Like he was definitely in the wrong. Like, like I know mm. the details of it, and he's just no, like he's in the wrong hearing. And I was chatting. I goes, look, what happened when he went home? And he goes, fucking World War Three at home. That's all <laughs> I'll say to you. He goes, she's on the couch. And oh, I goes, she's on the couch. <laughs> I go, sorry, mate. Go back there for a second. What do you mean she's on the couch? He goes, well, obviously, I'll. Look, I'm hardly going to be on the couch. <laughs> like, and we were in bits. And he was the one in the yeah. wrong. Like, like he, even he knows. So she's in the dog house. Yeah. Even, look, even he knows he's in the wrong. But I just don't know how it happened. But just the way he said it, and he said it just so all natural. Like, like that's the way like, it is. She's like, on the couch, and I go. He always what? thought that's the way it was. Yeah. Like we were actually in bits, lamb. <laughs> Oh stop But anyway So Jeffrey gets Gets that family gaff Which is like Can you believe The look of that Like The absolutely. fucking palace To commit a load of murders in Oh stop Ridiculous <laughs> They say he was delighted Yeah but like Do you know It was actually Kind of an uneventful time Somewhat like At this stage Like Jeff is basically Struggling to get a job For ages at this yeah, point He's living he's in the gaff alcoholic, like, Yeah major. he's drinking Like fuck Yeah And it's, like he's still Had a pretty good relationship With his dad Which is like Obviously not his His mad. dad was always Trying to pipe in But I think his dad Was being overly supportive Rather mm-hmm. than a critic Yeah Where he should have Just sat him down With like your fucking mental case Yeah Calm down Where he was mm-hmm. like Jeff whatever you want We'll do for you You know he was too soft 
dropped on him. A hundred percent. Like even with this next thing, like so Jeff is struggling to get a job. He's living in the gaff, but he's getting gargled nonstop. Mm. And his dad was like, listen, I think you should sign up to the army. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that'll actually be good for you. And Jeff actually does it. Which yeah. is madness, like, and as you point out earlier, I didn't notice, but he signs yeah. with the army as a medic. As Why? a medic, a medic assistant. So basically, he gets drafted into the army as a medical assistant, and that more so propelled his fascination with a human anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, like he was like seeing these like soldiers injured and like you know limbs blown off, and this like this was to him it wasn't a job, it was a fascination, mm-hmm. it was a hobby. Seeing all this, so this absolutely mm-hmm. made his obsession worse, and also fat factoring in that it was only a male campus or a male base mm-hmm. and wasn't he accused of yeah, a couple of 100%. indecencies we don't know we don't know if they're they're not proven mm-hmm. but basically two soldiers came forward after the fact when he was convicted which makes us a little bit suspicious that they said that throughout their time with him that he had raped them and drugged them and mounted them way, basically yeah. but like you were chatting with this earlier but like as well like when he was growing up he's quite a skinny bloke but in the army yeah. he got into serious he nick didn't he up. like he got jacked because yeah. you want to see the pit like if you see look up Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. in his heyday like he's an absolute animal yeah. do you know what I mean so the story goes I know you're saying he drugs him but like also overpowered these two mm. soldiers and like there's stories of him basically like uh, raping one of them in like this happened in Germany right one inside a tank right mm. And then the other one inside a mess hall, which is basically yeah. like the little army <laughs> Mess hall like sounds like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's basically this little like army barracks, I guess, yeah. where all the lads just kind of hang around. But he just overpowered them to fuck, apparently, and had his way with them. So, mm. fair play, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that look, just to drill home, like, that's completely drill. like unsubstantiated. Like the lads have basically just come out and said that, you know, trying to, years after, basically. Years, like, so years who knows after. if it's showing up, but mm. like, but look. To crack on, due to uh, prolonged alcohol abuse, he was uh, basically discharged from the army. But he was given honourable discharge as well. It wasn't just like he was like, let go. It was honourable, even though he'd probably done a shy job. Exactly, yeah. May or may have not raped soldiers. Yeah, exactly. And so he moves to Florida anyway, and he's basically a bit of a down and out. Mm. Like He's homeless, he's sleeping on beaches, and he's walking away in a fucking deli, like slinging chicken filler rolls for a living. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Poor fella. Garlic Um, sauce. (laughs) Without taco sauce, sorry. Just a scrape of garlic, the mouth. And a yeah. garlic going on it, like, and a scrape of butter and a little bit of red onion, <laughs> loads a whole tray of yeah. red onion. Jones, man, like, per every deli in Dublin, it's like, just ma- ha- mad to imagine Jeffrey Dahmer walking in like a fucking Alondas or on the run. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, did you say red onion? Oh, sorry, sorry, the sorry. Stop the shop that used to be up in Crumlin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like he's he's not living a great life at this stage. Mm. He's sleeping on beaches, and like the straw that, gro- that broke the camel's back was like there was a big rat basically crawling across his body one night yeah, on the beach. He and he up. rang his dad, and he was like, "Listen, pal, like I'm not living great down here. Like mm. I've no money. I'm sleeping on the beach." And he goes, "Any chance you can send me some money?" Yeah. And his dad's like, "No, we're not. We, I won't send you money, but I'll send you a plane ticket if you stall it back." Like you know what I mean? And he's like, oh, "All right, fair enough." So he moves back to Milwaukee, and he gets a job as a phlebotomist, which is. So phlebotomist basically, I only just learned this word today, is uh, someone that works in with blood plasma or like in a blood plasma mm-hmm. center, which yeah. is very ironic given his later passage in mm. life. Um, so ba- he starts working there and he was fired because of indecent exposure. What was the indecent exposure again? Was it in front of some of the staff or I what was know. it? I don't know. I think he just whipped his flute out. Yeah. Like, 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 why yeah. are they locking people up for that? Like, exactly, you know, yeah. like let sure. it free, let it hang down. <laughs> gotten boy this fucking long enough, haven't I? <laughs> You've gotten away <laughs> with it long enough. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh stop but anyways he gets the boot anyway from this plasma center and then he actually ends up working as a chocolate mixer in 1985 like such a random job like you know what I mean Mr. Kipling over here in fucking yeah. Willy Wonka like exactly yeah and he, he said this himself that he actually used to work seven days a week to keep himself off the streets basically because yeah. he knew so, if he had a day off he'd end up running like that's muck, like. interesting because it shows that there was completely two different sides to him there was one side of like I need to be on the straight and narrow. I need to make myself work well, seven days so anyway. that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that I don't commit these crimes. So then there's another side being like, I'm just going to spiral out of this alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And I'm go- I, when I drink, I know I can do this because mm-hmm. I'm not in my right frame of mind. So it's it's funny to see. Or yeah, not funny, it's interesting. Big time. And especially as we get into the later on, uh, like the stories later on, like with, with Jeff giving interviews after he's been mm-hmm. done in, everything spoiler. And there's like, there's this whole thing of like, like a stupid amount of self-awareness, which is mad. Yeah, in hindsight as well. Like Like the interviews he gives are so interesting because it's just like he's really breaking down his psychology Mm. and exactly what went on. Like, like the like do I have me or you or something? We're just talking about something like completely trivial. It's weird. Like, so you'd all you'd almost never think the country's office hits Mm. like you know what I mean? Um, No, never. It's mad. But anyway, so um, in, this is an interesting little side story. Inside the factory, he basically gets his forced offer for like consensual oh. sex. This fella like hands him a note and is like, listen, like I'm also like into that. Like, if yeah, I can suck your flu. Exactly. And he's like, oh, no, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. no. He's like, he's like too easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Young Jeffrey, he loves to chase him. He doesn't like, he doesn't want that on a platter. Go, you know what the mean? opposite of the chase. Yeah. <laughs> Which you'll get into later. But anyway, so, it did, but this actually, he said afterwards that this whole thing of like your man in the factory basically offering up to him so easily kind of empowered him to go do you know what I'm going to go out and start hunting some local flu yeah. in Milwaukee <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> he's like no I'm going to get this myself and there's an abundance of yeah, it in Milwaukee exactly like, so he starts going to the bathhouses so yeah he starts going to local bathhouses and Which back are, in the 70s are sort of like a haven for gay men where they would go and be able to hook up and there was no sort of like shame in the public like saunas so or something yeah like yeah like where you go exactly, um, yeah. so basically he started hooking up with these men in the bathhouses and he started getting really fucking annoyed because they moved too much when they were mm-hmm. doing like sexual yeah, acts like he was like oh this guy's moving too yeah, much exactly. which is fucking normal uh, so what he started to do was uh, slip their drinks with sleeping pills so they would be mm. subdued and unconscious and he could just do his own thing and fulfill his fantasy of yeah. a sex slave kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I but love that whole <laughs> thing where it's like he's just like, because th- what I was reading as well is like he'd be literally like fucking jerking off, you know, in the shower, right? And he'd be like, fuck's sake, stop moving. Like this would be 10 times <laughs> better slash easier if you would just stay still. Yeah, like, like a little pinky would move and he'd be like, oh! <laughs> pulling like... But then, so, uh, basically what happened was, uh, so he was drugging loads and apparently he drugged up to 12 men and subdued them and then just kind of had his way. And one bloke seriously ended up in the hospital due to an overdose in a coma for a week. And then he was kindly, kindly asked to leave the bathhouse. He wasn't just like banned. He was just said, sorry, Mr. Dahmer, we can't have you. It's frowned upon in our establishment, so you're going to have to leave. <laughs> like, if you're going to put someone in the hospital and rape 12 men when they're yeah. unconscious, you'd think you'd be yeah. swiftly kicked out, not just like... Can you kindly leave? Yeah, we don't recommend you return. <laughs> yeah, it's we wouldn't advise it. Yeah. It's not our advisory. Oh, stop. He's like, do you know, fuck your bad houses. <laughs> I'm going to start going to gay bars instead. So he's like, look, I'm going to go to gay bars now and start hunting down local flu to beat the band. And <laughs> look, no one's going to fucking stop me. <laughs> so he starts hitting up the gay bars and like, Jesus, this is surprisingly easy because in fairness, as we've touched on, mm. Jeff, he's a good looking chap. He's ripped the bits off to the army, has a proper chiseled jawline. It's ba- He's basically putting away cock like it's going in fashion, <laughs> as I say. Do you know what I mean? Like he's walking into gay bars and they're like, yeah, me please. Do you know what I mean? Wearing the ball for like, no tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. 
island. <laughs> so he's like, fuck me. Why did I waste my time in the bathhouses? Yeah. This is actually easy peasy, lame on, squeeze out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but again, he's still getting pissed off about like when he's pulling the influence and they're just moving like fuck. He's like, I'm actually cracking up. Like you're doing my head in. I just wish you were like either dead or unconscious for fuck's sake. But um, look, this is like where we kind of we're, look. I, I, we're getting like, into the yeah, peak, we're getting Jeff. into the peak of her now. Peak he ki- Lionel, he killed <laughs> <laughs> peak Lionel. Like we could go into all seventeen killings, but like we'd be here all day, so we t- we t- thought best to just select the best three. <laughs> <laughs> nah, money messing. The best. But uh, no, in all seriousness, so we've already gone into Stevie Nicks, whatever his name is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Hicks or something. Like Stephen Hicks. Yeah, Stephen which Hicks. We, which who we later went on about. to uh, record for yeah, with Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. <laughs> <laughs> you might know songs such as Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now, in all seriousness, though, right? Look, we could talk about all seven Amoris, but like they're all roughly the same anyway. If I'm being honest, with you like you know, like we've discussed the whole cannibalism and all. Like Jeff is into the all. You know, he'd bring his victims home, he'd take pictures with them, probably ride them, hack them to bits. It was always under the guise of, which I find so funny if you read up on him, a lot of his things are like, he would just approach random men in like shopping malls, video stores and things like that and be like, hey, hey pal, how are you doing? And he'd be like, yeah, Grant, do you want to come back to my apartment and I can take photos of you? Yeah. Like what? Like that would mm. not happen yeah, now. Like definitely not. Like they'd be like, it's it so this, strange. So, like, I think that's why there were so many serial killers in the seventies. They were just yeah. able to run rogue yeah. and people were so trustworthy. Ticks like yeah. that just never if anything, people are the opposite. Sure, now. you do that now and it doesn't work. Like yeah, you go up to people all the time in extra vision <laughs> in the Oilac Center. <laughs> <laughs> Blockbuster. <laughs> and like you get nothing back. Exactly. Maybe the odd was, one. Oh, I don't know. It's a tough time for serial killers, <laughs> is what I'm saying to you. Especially when you're just starting out like yourself. <laughs> a startup serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh stop but look to give you some an idea of some of like what the the profile I guess of the victims is he absolutely loved people of colour yeah yeah. so like you know your Latinos your black lads etc etc but, but whatever with that he just loved lads who were in serious nick like himself ripped to fucking shreds mm. so that's one kind of commonality they, they kind of discovered when they looked at all the people he killed Um but like and he said after it was nothing to do with race he was like these lads were just in whopper nick they like were attracted himself, you know to mean? him yeah. like as you said earlier yeah. he's mad for the anatomy do you know what I mean mm. so that yeah was he liked the, well. the male physical form in its best sort of yeah exactly like yeah so Stephen Hicks which, we, which we've discussed next on the list the, the so chopping list so we're chop, gonna chop. obviously between Stephen Hicks and like obviously a lot of unfortunate murders and victims there was one that stuck out to me especially because it was the probably the most unfortunate one basically he had lured as we say lured this uh, young lad back to his apartment on the uh, disguise of like you know I'm going to give you $50 for some photos the usual stuff mm-hmm. plied him with drink that were laced with sleeping pills so your man passes out and Jeff started doing this experiment because you know as we know he wanted to have people that were totally subdued like his sex slaves his submissive mm-hmm. they could do what he wanted and no talk back they were still alive but no talk back so this guy passes out and he drills a hole in his head and injects hydrochloric acid into the frontal lobe this is to I don't know where he did his research mm-hmm. but this is to make this person like a zombie let's say mm-hmm. so what happens like is a Jeff zombie sex slave yeah yeah a zombie sex slave like yourself yeah. uh, <laughs> so what happens is your man goes totally ro- like AWOL and passes out and Jeff being the alcoholic he is runs out of booze and goes your man's fucked I'm going to go to the local bar so he goes down to the local bar and like maybe five or six hours later he's coming around the corner and as he's coming around the corner the young fella that he had abducted and had in his apartment 
is standing on the street outside his apartment, butt naked, with three women surrounding him, screaming hysterically, because obviously he mm. had broken loose and come down. The guy was in, they couldn't understand him, they had called the police and everything. So then what happened was, Jeff walks over, smooth as ever, a bit of a Ted Bundy job. Oh, this is my boyfriend, we had a fight. Uh, he, he escaped, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. He just walked out of the apartment in a storm. Um, it's fine, everything's fine. But these women didn't believe, and they were like, there's no way that this is your boyfriend. This guy is clearly distraught, even though he can't speak. So the police arrive. And I think because my thing is because homosexuality wasn't widely accepted in that time. The police just wanted to get rid of this as soon as possible, sweep it under the rug. So he goes, hey, come up to my apartment and you can see that there's Mm. photos of me and my boyfriend. And they went up to the apartment and they saw the photos that he had taken earlier that evening and just Mm. left it as it is. Mm -hmm. And the second that the police left, he just absolutely fucking milled your man, like just strangled him to Mm -hmm. death that second and it's sad to know that those police could have really saved that guy's mm-hmm. life you know yeah it's absolutely mad like um but on to the grand finale the one so like oh, well, like yeah. we discussed like many of the fucking you murders are more one. or less the same like you know mm. i mean cheers mm. <laughs> 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 i'm waiting for this only <laughs> <laughs> written on the palm of your hand yeah Eva, please let me take <laughs> like flashing it to me Eva, Eva, Eva. yeah exactly <laughs> So this is this this is the one that, that puts kind of the the end to the reign of Jeff mm. Dahmer. Do you know what I mean? And it's in twenty second of July, nineteen ninety two, and it is thirty two year old Tracy Edwards, um, a young black man, king mm. to be honest with you, because look, oh which we'll yeah, get into. Jesus, absolute don. To be fair, waiting right? to hear this. So, um, Jeff puts out a little puts out the feelers in in within the community and says, "Listen, I'm going to offer a hundred dollars." For any bloke to come over to my gaff and let them take, let me take nude pictures of them in the apartment. And back then, like that was a, a few mighty quid, fine like, offer, like a handy few quid, yeah. like. So Tracy Edwards, like, yeah, I'll take that, no problem. Floats over to the gaff, right, and so he walks in, and within the middle of the room was this big, massive blue, like, um, what would you mean, like, you know, like a fifty-four a gallon drum, like, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, and we should- we should also talk about the fact that so Jeffrey Dahmer going in and buying this giant oh, twenty-seven yeah. gallon drum. So he goes so into ridiculous. like let's say like a DIY or like a Woody's, like a, yeah, like and a, <laughs> like a Woody's, and B&Q. goes in and buys a B and Q, twenty-seven gallon drum and loads of acid, and they're like you know rocking up to the tail. Oh, sir, yeah, like just scan them through. Like, who, what else are you buying that yeah. stuff for? Like, oh, sir, you just because you bought these, you get half price on bone sauce. Like, seriously, <laughs> like, what, who, what else are you going to use them exactly, for? Yeah. Do you know what that reminds me of? Your man Raoul Moat back in the day. Oh, Raoul Moat went on a mad one in England. You definitely know Raoul Moat. Raoul Moat, in like probably like 10 years ago, went on an absolute mad one, right? Killed a guard called Chris Brown, incidentally, right? Chris Brown was, Chris was Brown. banging this mob. And it was like a, it was a manhunt for him. He killed a guard and killed like two other people, right? And he basically staked out in like the countryside of England and had like a fucking shoot off with like a proper sniper team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that to send like the snipers out and there was like, this went on for I like 10, 15 hours. Like 10 years ago. But like he Damn. went into, he went into B&Q as well like actually like that's one of the things I remember being on Sky News going it's reported that Raul Mott walked into B&Q and asked for the most like outrageous itemized breakdown of stuff that only a killer would look for <laughs> like rope like like masking like John like, duct tape, duct tape like <laughs> rope f- yeah, yeah like, like just all that shit like shovel. a shovel a shovel was in there like and that always like, how was is it like, not suspicious like okay so there's a shovel rope lime yeah. uh, chloroform and a towel <laughs> <laughs> 
Anything else you yeah. need, sir? Tic Tac? I forgot the gloves. <laughs> my God, my, my stupidity, my clumsiness. And some Wrigley's. Yeah. <laughs> Hazmat suit. It, yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, and, uh, but anyway, right, so he's um, he's in the gaff anyway, and in the middle of the, the living room is this big, huge fuck-off drum, right, which actually has the torsos of three blokes that Jeffrey had previously fucked up, and their body was, was just in acid, basically, fucking... I don't even know what you'd even call it. What's the adjective for when a body's just breaking down? Slush. Like, acid, like, yeah, it's just like one. Jelly. Yeah, exactly. So he walks in and he doesn't even notice this big fuck off like industrial drum like in the living room. For whatever reason, Tracy Edwards is distracted by the fish tank. Do you know what I mean? He's like, that they're actually lovely oaks. And then Jeff throws the handcuffs on Tracy's distracted hand and the handcuffs him. Distracted like, hand, like the hands like that. Ooh. Yeah. And then handcuffs him and Tracy's like, what? the fuck mate and he's like yeah he was like here's the fucking story mate yeah so you're gonna take off your gear and if you don't i'm gonna chop the fuck out of your flu and eat your heart while i'm at it. yeah <laughs> and he's like this took a turn yeah he's like he was expecting to go and take a few pictures possibly get his end away etc etc right and uh but poor fella like can you imagine like just going into fucking jeff's gaff think it's gonna be a harmless night of homosexual With fun a few pics debauchery yeah <laughs> Only to get handcuffed. So anyway, at this stage, he's still, he's like, you know, look, we'll get on to, it. like, Je- our fucking Tracy Edwards is a bit of a king, to be fair. Like, yeah, we'll no, oh, seriously. Like, escape. All this. like, over 17, anyway, go on. Yeah, but, um, so, he's like, you know, like, J- Jeff, in fairness to him, like, is a bit of a tactician in terms of the upstairs department. Like, mm. let's just say, he's a smart chap, like, you know what I mean? Even, like, people in his class said he could have been an A student if he wanted. Like, he's, he has his head plugged, uh, screwed on. But Tracy Edwards managed to basically, like, Run wings around, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is your territory. That's yeah, no, I love that because so basically, Jeff was like, Yeah, I'm gonna kill you, like, or whatever. So, Tracy Edwards basically knew social situations enough that he could distract Jeff and be like, Listen, Jeff. so Jeff's Jeffrey Dahmer's main thing was that he didn't want to be left alone. It stems mm-hmm. back to his childhood where his parents abandoned him, he didn't get the love that he needed, and that's why he ingested or subdued a lot of his victims because he didn't never wanted them to leave Mm -hmm. so tracy edwards realized that and was like i'm not going to leave you sit down talk to me let's have a beer let's shoot the breeze let's calm down he really talked to me negotiated Mm -hmm. and for once jeff jeffrey Dahmer was kind of outsmarted do you know what i mean so then once you, I'll let you take it from here once that he was outsmarted. Yeah, like, did, like didn't Tracy go, look, oh, I'm dying to use the pisser. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And then yeah. once I'm back, I'm going to give you a yeah. jolly old hoiden. I'm going to ride you yeah. the next week. <laughs> and Jeff is like, yeah, to ride, Mrs. down Riley. there on the left, take a right past, the, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. Past the torso, take a left yeah. at the heart, go straight forward <laughs> at the human foot. Straight take, through the flu <laughs> and then that's your job. Take a left at the, at the school and yeah, yeah, there you are. Bob's your uncle. So he actually <laughs> lets him out of handcuffs and Tracy mauls the cunt Catches him with an almighty hook, yeah. And Jeffrey is dazed. He's like, What the fuck? Tracy Edwards bounces out of the gaff straight onto the road. Thanks be to Jesus. Comes in contact with a Ungardy. Ungardy, she What's going on yeah. here, lads? What seems to be the problem? So Edwards like, You know, we're in level three. <laughs> <laughs> You can't oh, believe in your count. <laughs> Where's the house party? Uh, what's going on with the party yeah. there? I know there's a few bodies up there at the moment. So Tracy's like, listen, I'm at the run now, but gaff. This fella had me handcuffed, was trying to chop me flew off and eat me heart. <laughs> Quick, get up here ASAP. So again, going back to Jeff just being a slick talker, the guards go straight to fucking Jeff's gaff. 
and they're like, what the fuck is going on here, mate? Because we have Tracy in the fucking back of the bleeding, the, the, the wagon there, saying that you had to, you were yeah. handcuffing him, saying you're going to chop off Slooney as her. <laughs> and he's like, no, look, we're a couple. like, And because they had pictures, as you say, beforehand, yeah, yeah, they were the like, no, we're together. Like, Polaroid, 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 yeah. sorry, Jesus Christ. Dyslexia. I haven't used that word in ages. Uh, use your words, if I use your words. Uh, so that he can't, they, the cops believed it. But then at the same time, there's kind of a foul smell throughout the apartment. Mm-hmm. So one of the guards just goes and opens the fridge and lo and behold, there's about six head, no, about three heads just cut off in the fridge. Freshly severed heads or served heads as you we were messing about earlier. Served flutes. I can't believe I forgot my lunch today. <laughs> Thank God I opened the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. and Jemima didn't make lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at this stage, right, but like right up to this whole event, Jeff is like, "No, search away. You crack on. Like me, cast yeah. a Sue cast it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't mind. Make Have a real round." And it's when they find the Polaroids and find all this, this, the freshly served flutes, etc. Right? He's just like, oh, bollocks. He actually starts kind of having a bit of a somber moment to himself. He's like, "Look, for what I've done, I should be dead." Yeah. And then they're like, oh, bollocks, we have a loose one on our hands here. Like, All this right, is, I'll let you rattle yeah. off this list here because it's actually yeah. what, the, what they find in the apartment, which is why it's one of the biggest crimes ever and one of the most notorious serial killers of all time is because of the depravity mm-hmm. and what he did. And I'll let Gary rattle off the list because I know yeah, you love lists. Exactly. So the wish list of... Uh, the wish list. Make, make <laughs> yeah, a wish list. Exactly. That you and Jeff had. <laughs> they find seven skulls, right? Some of them painted, some of them bleached, right? Trays of congealed blood, two human hearts, arm, leg muscles, large bag of human organs. Mix, mixed bag, you would say. <laughs> exactly. A little spice bag going on there. <laughs> few pairs of severed hands. A selection... <laughs> Of severe, severe like Christmas tree, yeah, like it does, isn't it? a little selection box, yeah. But they find basically a selection of severed and preserved flutes, and they're like, Oh, sweet lama divine Jesus! Like, this is like even like one of the guardy on it, but these are like typical run of the mill guardy because it's yeah. only like generally the proper like crime scene investigators. It wasn't that are, like, like yeah. the FBI or whatever, they're it was used just to your local that. police, officer, exactly. Local like, guardy. traffic guard, like, they I mean, used to patrol around Rialto. exactly. Like, well, it's out of Kenneth Stonehouse, is it? But you remember, like, it does actually like accounts with the guardy after, and like, one of them opened the fridge and apparently squealed like a girl. Like, the other um officer that was on duty and was like, I honestly thought there was a he, female in the he kitchen. He wrote that in his statement, he goes, I heard a scream, and it was only after mm. he said, That was actually my scream, I didn't even realize he had like an yeah. out of body experience, it was so disturbing, which is nuts, isn't it? like and um but yeah so like these guard would not be used to coming across these mm. kind of fucking this mixed bag of items yeah they were you know? your average joe guard exactly like. like so um and then obviously they come across the three dismembered bodies that were in the big drum and like, if you really think about it this was probably one of the first murders and maybe one of the only bar ed gain going back to the 50s mm-hmm. where there was such of a collection of like this really human body parts stored and almost like worshipped in mm. the home like we haven't seen that before like Ted Bunny just murdered and slaughtered there was never this do you know what I mean yeah. around that this so array, they were like what this the fuck collection like, this collection like, like until yourself yeah <laughs> exactly thank fuck there's not, there's not a raid going yeah, on yeah, you're a niche in the market yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd put fucking Jeffrey in the lads to shame oh, do you mean <laughs> you trademarked body <Yeah>. parts <laughs> 
but as well like a, a point to to kind of talk about as well it's like nobody knew that all these murders were happening it's not like they had some kind of mad zodiac killer on the loose that like bodies were mounting up left right and center and they and were also like, the zodiac yeah. was taunting the the local newspapers exactly. and the police so they knew that there mm-hmm. was an actual sole single person uh responsible, responsible for yeah. this but also for the fact and i go back to the point that he frequented gay clubs and it was always gay men in the 70s being gay wasn't something that you could be open with which is not thankfully what mm-hmm. we have now so if you and it's horrible to say but if you had murdered someone who was gay it probably wouldn't been as as important to law enforcement as it is mm-hmm. now because back then it was just it wasn't important mm-hmm. yeah no 100 percent. so they were completely rocked by how much fucking bodies and shit they were fine they were like we didn't even know this cunt was on the loose for fuck's sake yeah, no, and here we are finding that's just fucking, Jeff from down yeah, the road like 18 flutes yeah. two arms loaded torsos and all I mean six tongues in the freezer and, all. and like, one toe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a shock for the lads God loved them right but one thing like me and Eve were discussing as well beforehand is like the nutrition of young Jeffrey it's almost like he actually exclusively lived on eating bodies which is nuts because there's actually a quote from his neighbours that said to be honest with you we actually never saw a Tesco bag in the cunt's hand for, for loving our money not even a little bag no. they never saw him returning to the gaff with a grocery bag never like it was just, somebody think about it. so I don't know how long a human body would get you like I, I've chatted to a few people that I know that like hunt deers and stuff like that like and they're like no you can actually like store it there for months on end and get like loads of meat out of it which is mad like so basically like He's killing, I think they averaged he killed like one and a half people a year. I, do you mm. think it's funny when people say that? It's like average at yeah. one and a half years. It's like, what's <laughs> it's the half about? It's like it's some fella walking around just legs down the street, like no thoughts on like The legs are like, thank God I got away. <laughs> <laughs> but you ever see in like statistics, people go, you average at one and a half years. It's like, just say one. Yeah, like, just say, to say one. Half is or just confusing. Just say Especially yeah. in this case, you're going to say you average at one and a half years. It's like, yeah. how can you average at one and a half people a year? <laughs> Like, just a load of legs running down the street going, fuck. <laughs> one leg and one arm, yeah. like that. Like. <laughs> like running from Jeff's gap. <laughs> <laughs> Two toes. <laughs> but, um, oh, but yeah, like, that whole thing about Jeff's neighbour saying, look, we never saw the cunt um, with a grocery bag in his life is just madness. That, like, mm. like it's the same with your man Dick uh, fucking Richie Chase that we did a few episodes ago. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, eating humans, like, are we even, like... Uh, like made for that like if you get me like I know it's meat at the end of the day but like surely <laughs> but people, like every sick. other like mammal in existence at some point even though they wouldn't intentionally hunt out their same species mm. if you're hungry mm-hmm. and you're let's say you're blue whale and you're hungry and there's another dead blue whale you're probably going to feast on something belonging yeah. to it like it's just this cha- like the, the circle of life it's this yeah. food chain thing like you're programmed to just receive protein and energy and that's what you're really like your your animal instincts are. Hundred percent. I wonder if that was the secret because as we've touched on already, Jeff was a ripped cunt. He was in serious Nick. So like, I actually chap- want to get on that diet. Yeah, to be exactly. Honest, you know, you, so. Sign me up. Do you know what I mean? That <laughs> cunt is eating humans left and right, and the chap is fucking shredded. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Outrageous carry on. But uh, this thing about the museum and the gaff and the altar stuff, I didn't know about this until he said it to me earlier. Yeah, this is nuts. so basically what happened, he was um, obviously captured in 1992, purely for the fact of an escapee. Thank God, Tracy Edwards, fair play. Who won Tracy? But when he was captured, he surprisingly came very submissive, which mm. is like his whole his whole journey of being a killer was being the dominant one, but he mm-hmm. became extremely submissive. And he said to the police, he goes, if you hadn't captured me now, 
six months down the line when you would have eventually captured me you would have found me in front of an altar made out of human skulls that i would worship peace be that with is you. a direct <laughs> that is a direct quote from him so he would have never stopped mm. he was going he want not that he wanted to be caught but he wouldn't have stopped unless he was caught mm-hmm. he couldn't just be one of these people that would go out kill a few and go back into the shadows like yourself exactly he would just mean? keep going yeah because it was just but i don't get that's what i find so fascinating about serial killers it's like what is this fascination? Mm. How can you, this insatiable appetite yeah. to murder? It's nuts. Like, and again, going back to the whole Mott's thing at the start, it is fascinating, to be honest with it you. It is. Like, the fact that, like, especially... It's a taboo. Yeah, especially because, like, for the most part, society is very civilised now. Like, mm. when you think about it, there's not that many... Yeah. S- do you know what? Now I'm thinking about it, There hasn't been any serial killer. There hasn't been a good serial yeah. killer in Oh, years. rub my little greasy mitts <laughs> together. There's one that I'm interested in, but... Currently? Maybe my yes, he's never been caught. Fuck it's off. called the long. We look up, look it up. The Long Island ice uh, tea. Long what? Long Island ice. Scare me, I would love that one. The Long Island uh, serial killer. Yeah. Long Long Island strangler. Uh, he's been responsible. We don't know if it's he responsible. Well, it is definitely he because men are animals. What responsible kings? for at least twelve murders of women and a couple of kids along the Long Island stretch in New York, and he's never been caught. And he's actually taunted the mother of a victim by phone uh, twice and I'm very interested so maybe yeah. we can touch on that one day 100% yeah, yeah without a fucking shadow of a doubt but um, let's chat about uh, Jeffrey's demeanour within the interviews I find this fascinating like it, it's weird if you look them up lads you'll see like it's it, it's bizarre just the level of self-awareness he describes the killings and his kind of psychology so cavalier doesn't he it's mm. mad he's like yeah like even when he's talking about like um you know, he said, like, he was like, I just got such a thrill out of it and all. It's like, mm. it's it just, it's almost like he describes his actions and his behavior psychology very objectively. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, like he has an opinion himself. on himself. Yeah. It's nuts, isn't yeah. it? I found that fascinating when I was yeah. watching some of the interviews there. And he's so, like, same like, image of his dad. Same kind Blacker. of collective. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's ridiculing himself for what he did but he's also you can look at this a little smirk and a glint in his eyes like i mm. love it exactly it's almost like he kind of wants to help people understand the psychology mm. do you kind of get that vibe mm. that's what i was getting yeah, when i was definitely. watching it he's like he's actually like nearly in his eyes like he's providing a service yeah do you know what i mean yeah, yeah he's like look this is what makes me tick this is the way i am mm. this is why i did what i did yeah deal with that information what you will mm. you know what i mean it's not like but uh, when he gets whipped up anyway He's given a few interviews um, and the way they described it was he was coming down from a long boozing streak as well. So he's very manic. He was like completely calm one second. Next he's flying off the fucking handle. But along the short is he completely like, um, he like readily admitted to all the murders, even the three lads and the drums that they obviously found in the gaff. And even the, like even admitted to murders that like, you know, they didn't even have bodies for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and even described what was going on in like in like exact detail and talked about the process in what you call like a zombification, which yeah. is just mad. Like something like, he just dreamt up himself. It was yeah. nothing medical at all that he'd researched. He just goes, Oh, if I do this, maybe they'll be like a slave. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like mm. obviously if you described it earlier, but essentially like what this whole zombification thing was and what he wanted to get out of it was like he basically like drill holes in the skull, right? He'd eat the heart, he'd remove that, he'd but he'd Anyway, he preserved the skulls and the skeletons, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before it, like, but he basically wanted to zombify them and then keep them in this kind of state of like semi-alive. Inject um hydrochloric acid or boiling water directly yeah. into their frontal lobe to try and kind of fry the brain so they would be somewhat like alive. And they just lie there and be like a fucking zombie and he just mm. feed them baby food and all and try to create some half alive zombie sex slave, which yeah. is fucking madness, yeah. isn't it? Like, think about it, like the fast like it's such a strange thing. We actually haven't heard of a serial killer 
since him or before him that have had the same sort mm -hmm. of fetishes. And like you can see with a lot of serial killers, which we'll touch on, mm -hmm. they kind of have similar patterns where they want to dominate men or, you know, they might be gay, but they're afraid to admit it. So therefore they act out in this way. With him, it's like he had a fascination for subduing people and like making them zombies, which we haven't seen. Yeah, it's not like I have to say I have a pretty high threshold for being kind of shocked or like, oh, John Cronaway. Mm. Like <laughs> when I was like, when I was like hearing and reading all this stuff about Jeffy, Jeffy boy, just the <laughs> oh, whole. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, classic, classic Jeff. Jeff. That's a classic yeah. Jeff move. <laughs> classic Jeff indeed. Oh, that's so Jeff. <laughs> Did he eat your heart? Oh, Jeff. Heart <laughs> like, Hearts are up. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole thing, right, of drilling a hole in your mother and then pouring who hot thinks water of that? into it. Like, like, yeah, who? I don't know what it was, but the idea of having hot water poured into a fucking orifice in the yeah. head just, like, actually irked me. I was just like, oh, holy <laughs> grinds God. grinds your gears. I was just like, nah. Like, that was honestly, like, and I've done, a lot, obviously, a lot of these crime episodes across the podcast, mm. and that was definitely one of the things that was just, like, Oh God, that's fucked. But where do you pull that from? Like, yeah, boiling water or hydrochloric acid. Yeah. Where do you get that from? It's crazy. Like, but even like to go back on what you were talking about yeah. earlier with the inter, uh, with the with the altar, and um, the interviewer actually asked him specifically about like, what's the crack, man? Why were you so obsessed with creating an altar in your gaff with all these skulls? And he was just like, I wanted somewhere for quiet reflection. That's Isn't fucked that mental, up. like. Absolutely that is insane. Fucked up, like. Nuts. So look, we'll move on to the trial anyway. So 30th of January 1992, a year after the king was born, aka me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's mad. You never actually imagine these things happening in your lifetime. I wasn't lifetime. even born then at that stage, because you know I'm You're only June. 16. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you think we selected you? <laughs> Can you stay later after the podcast? <laughs> I'm going to make you a star. I'm 28. I'm going to make you a star. I'm going to make you a star. I'm going to see your name on jizz. But 30th of January 1992, right? So, look, Jeffy Boy, in fairness, pleads guilty for all, well, most of the murders. He pleads guilty to 15 murders and they're 17, isn't there? More yeah, 17 in yeah. total. And then um, he, like, he tried to plead insanity. So then the trial kind of, like, deviated a little bit into trying to determine if he was actually insane. Mm. Um, but they claimed he actually... Um, he did understand the criminality of, of the Because of the premeditation and the exactly, fantasy yeah. that he had had. Yeah, but he couldn't help the impulses, what they mm. kind of said. And there was a chap called uh, Dr. Fred Berlin who testified that Dahmer wasn't responsible for his conduct at the time. And he committed the crime because he was suffering from paraphilia and necrophilia. Um, but to, to obviously talk about the whole necrophilia thing, that was kind of like thrown out more or less because mm. like at the end of the day, the whole zombie thing, it's like he wanted his victims in this kind of half alive state. So that obviously kind of rules mm. out the necrophilia. But he did also commit a lot of necrophilia with the bodies as well. Nuts, man, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's like, oh. what's, the, what's the story? Like, what's you know what? It's always men. It's yeah. always men. Women would yeah. never do things like this. Now that you say it, like, it's I know true. there is There's one like or two. There's like one or two, yeah. like, oh no, and an like, alien Wornos. Why me? Then what's a face number we are talking about the other day um, on Netflix? The, the woman. Who? Her name is like Marjorie Deal Armstrong from that like evil oh, genius. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't know, like I wouldn't classify her, classify her as like a famous female serial killer. Like I would yeah. say like Alien Warnings. But it, it's mm. it's true. It's more men. It's yeah. always more men. No, I agree with you. The it. only reason I thought of her is because like I threw on that evil genius documentary like two years ago mm. and like I was like, oh, that's mad because mm. you actually never see that many boards get up to that kind of shit. Oh, never. And but, you know, um, like we'll probably touch, hopefully we can touch on Alien War now, so I would love that. But it's 100%. very something She's close a to my hero heart. of yours, like so. She's a hero. I love yeah. her. She never should have been put to death. Justice for Aileen. 
seriously, I love her. Was she what? What do you mean? Joe? Like she actually started potential was, chat that she's innocent or what? Oh, not that she was innocent, but that she would she shouldn't have been put to death because mm. of her circumstances. Right, I get you. We'll get into it another time. Yeah, I won't yeah, yeah. spoil anything. But um, but look to anyway, get back, back to what we were saying. Jeff. So the whole necro thing couldn't be used as a defense because again, he wanted his victims a lot of the time in this kind of half alive state. So anyway, um, at the prosecution, a chap called Park Deeds said that he didn't believe that Jeffrey was suffering from any mental illness because he went to great lengths to try to be alone a lot of the time with the victims and made sure there was no witnesses um, and the crimes were obviously premeditated. And also he had to drink as well to, to perform some of the crimes, which mm-hmm. is like, again, that just shows that there's yeah. like intent there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I think that when he was sober, he kind of had, like he knew what he was doing, but he felt like I have to get drunk in order to actually execute this. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Yeah. That he literally had to be in, inebriated to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, 100%. It's nuts. So basically on the 15th of February 1992, he's proved insane and given life in prison plus 70 years. Do you ever think that's kind of funny when they say like life in prison plus like seven years? It's like... Americans just say are mad for that. No, but they're mad. They go, you're given 555 years plus 25 yeah. to serve consecutively. Yeah, mate, I'm not going to live yeah. beyond 90. Exactly. What do you think yeah. is going to happen? Because what is life? When they say life in life, prison, it depends from just country to country. Like I think yeah. here it's 25 years. Okay, so here's one. Uh, Chamoy Thiapso in Thailand was given the longest prison sentence ever in history of 141 and 78,000 years. Jesus, what did like, he do? Indecent exposure. Fuck no, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> Not pain on the lips. <laughs> I'm only joking. Oh, I don't know. I can be... <laughs> Oh, mate, you actually had me going there, you <laughs> rap bag. You're yeah. I do it all the time. Oh, Thank fuck I don't live in Thailand. Oh, Jesus. Oh. That's outrageous, carry on. Uh, yeah, it's no, but Americans are mad for that. They're like, we're going to give you 5,600 years. Good luck. It's like, yeah, yeah your man's 86. He's going to live yeah. two more years. <laughs> exactly. Like, he's going to love you it. You should have just said a four-year <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Do you mean? Six months. That would have the exact same weight to what you're giving me. Like, it's outrageous, carry on. Um, oh stop but um, as well after it the judge said that he actually regretted that the fact that the Milwaukee had actually abolished the, the death penalty it was only something a few, like it was actually only a few years before that or something mad wasn't it yeah. like they abolished the death penalty like within 10 years of yeah. that so Jeffrey you know, like literally got away with murder pardon the pun like it was outrageous <laughs> like. but um, fun fact about the trial which I was telling you about earlier is they actually oh, yeah, brought kids they actually brought kids into the courthouse as part of this whole scheme scared straight mm. program um, and like which is nuts because they're basically like look lads sit in the back there and just so you know when you get a bit older don't be taking like fucking rides off strangers don't be doing this that and there otherwise you're going to end up as a flu don't in the fridge don't you dare start eating human flesh yeah, don't like, you dare <laughs> I just think, keep thinking of Ike from South Park in the background like in, this, in the jury thing yeah, so do I it's like yeah. as much as a kid's like not knowing what they're in for Little and babies. then they're like being exposed to the, the absolute detail of these heinous crimes and they're like oh bollocks <laughs> yeah talk about exposure at a young age that's actually madness like I wouldn't be surprised half of them went on to fucking kill people like after that do you know what I mean and he turned out to be the West Side Strangler yeah it's madness like and um but anyway so 1994 he gets sentenced obviously to to life in prison plus obviously seven years we discussed and uh in he's nine so it's about a year and a bit um sorry and 1994 is about a year and a bit after he was like he was actually sentenced and he's bopping around the prison trying to give him little jobs and all that odd jobs etc <laughs> 
and uh, uh, harvesting flesh from chickens, yeah, et cetera, uh, killing et the pigs, yeah, yeah, yeah et, cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so he's like cleaning the gym bathrooms, and that's like part. That's basically his kind of thing, right? And he was there at eight a.m. with two fellow inmates, one called Jesse Anderson, and another chap called Christopher Scarver. And he was basically found a few minutes later, absolutely bashed to bits, his head bludgeoned to fuck, bed against the wall, loads of times. He was rushed to nearby hospital, but he was dead on arrival. He got an awful hiding. God love him, right? Yeah. Well, not God love him. He got a hook to yeah, left hook. Like it was insane. Like and same with the Jesse fella as well. Mm. Um, why did your man? I don't never understand why your man went after your man Jesse. What did he? So the from what I read was right. What Scarver was saying, right? He basically mauled the two of them with a barbell because they were annoying the fuck out of him. They kept poking him with, um, with, with, with like the brush and all like what? they were sweeping. So your man on. was obviously Dennis. Yeah, no, but he was actually schizophrenic. Like I think he killed like one max two mm. people, right? But his whole thing was like he was a schizophrenic, and uh, the lads because like I'll get into this now, but basically. Um, Dahmer apparently was a bit of a prick in jail anyway and he was forever taunting other inmates because he knew he was famous and everything mm. and uh, he was just wrecking them like for example like there's stories of him like in the cafeteria like putting chicken bones like you know like the bones from his dinner and all down on the plate and pouring red sauce all over it going look at me I'm just back to me old tricks here that's fucked you know up I mean? like <laughs> mad isn't it and then the, he'd be like overly like taunting him going like do you know who I am and all like and then he had to actually be escorted around the jail apparently like even if he was going for a piss he'd have to actually get escorted by the guards he probably felt special because of yeah, that treatment definitely that was the impression I was getting mm. and um, like again getting back to the whole prankster stuff as well like that's the again the impression I was getting mm. like he was like really winding them up for his own amusement like he was getting like mad enjoyment out mm-hmm. of like winding people up um but anyway but scarver has actually done interviews um after this and said i actually think the guard wanted that happened wanted yeah. that to happen in the jail because they it, he was put on the same shift um that that thing was on right and also um again from what i got out the guard were just like their heads were melted like this jeffrey fella is a, a scumbag he's at the mall and 18 people he's getting away with the death penalty just by pure luck the yeah. thing was abolished a few years earlier um, plus he's actually making our job harder because we have to fucking come off our lunch break to walk that cunt down to the jacks you mean yeah like so yeah. Scarver has basically said more or less that he thinks that the guard that wanted that instigated to you know the whole I mean? thing more or less yeah. like, do you know what I mean and um, so yeah, that's the fucking sauce anyway. And he died and, then. Yeah, yeah he, he died then anyway. And wasn't it? Was almost welcomed by a lot of people that yeah, he died. Yeah, like Scarver was being called a hero and all. Yeah, like, which is madness. Like, well, like, look, mm. not saying I'm fucking. I'm mourning Jeffrey's death <laughs> like that, but it's just it's mad <laughs> to see, see the public. Like, you mourn every year. You have a commemoration. Exactly. Don't I mean, you? <laughs> you get a few chicken bones out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jeff is cremated anyway, and his ashes are split between Joyce and fucking uh, Lionel, your pal. <laughs> Lionel. And uh, his old gaff was actually. She demolished to fuck and uh, would that you was, want to live there though yeah they did that because like apparently it was just kind of like getting a lot of heat there's a lot of people showing up that I think like it was some kind of fucking tourist destination like and um, so they just demolished the fuck out but um, that's pretty much where we live off and that was yeah. an absolute insane I think that was a great I had a great time my inaugural episode yeah exactly the first female <laughs> on the Noively Optimistic podcast how are you feeling representing uh, your agenda I feel good now. I was very nervous when I was coming into it, but I'm happy and I'm delighted. You smashed it. Am I right, lads? Did you smash it? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Ah, what are you no, laughing had a great time. No, I did. And uh, might be back. I will be well, back. Well, you will be back. I will be back. 100%. <laughs> but um, look, to, to round things off, a massive, massive thank you to all. Look, so we've only kicked off season three this week and to a glorious start, like fantastic feedback from, from last week's episode with Stephen. The boy, the boy killed it, didn't he? 
my young cousin Stefan. Even you were oh, loving he it. Did, no, he did brilliant. He did fantastic. Honestly, yeah. it was really entertaining and funny to listen to. And what a topic as well. Oh, stop! I'm like, hey, that's hard topic. to follow. But exactly. like, everyone shared us more than you shared Stephen's yeah, episode, exactly. please. But look, as I always say, like with the crime stuff, there's less of an onus on either of us to make this yeah. some kind of fucking stand up bleeding comedy set. Like, you know I mean, but look, um, onto our glorious patrons, lads. You just keep us on wheels week in, week out. You're actually one of them, Aoife. So we're <laughs> yeah, I'm still you've a patron. In the game. Even though you're I'm also host. in the podcast. You're a host on a pet. Well, I'm a patron as well. I'm in it as well. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> you pay yourself. Well, I mean, I, I invest in keeping it going. Like, no, come here. It's not even, you don't get any of the profits. I've only seen yeah. you with a crown and a fur coat. Exactly. And a new, uh, you've got a Canada goose jacket. And he, yeah, no, he's got he's got a new output <laughs> yeah. here for his microphone, but it's nothing to do with the Patreon. <laughs> it goes all back into advertising. No, in all seriousness, though, genuinely, like, I don't joke when I say that the Patreons legitimately do keep the show going because there is obviously costs involved in keeping it going. So a massive, massive thank you to everyone in the Patreon. You're fucking stars. And there's a great episode coming next week as well. Um, because I have a host joining me specifically for the um. Patreons because as we've discussed <laughs> like I keep a little to these mysterious um, rotating hosts I have one joining me exclusively now for the Patreon and it's going to be great crack he's a king you know him well Eva, and he's a legend infinite love for eh, I won't mention it yet but anyway it's uh, a deli meat let's just say that yeah. his name is like a deli meat <laughs> <laughs> but I also want to do some shout outs for everyone that's given us um, some shares recently on social media forever love so we're going to kick off at the top starting with Carol Devaney my peer within the podcast space fellow host of the Agricast podcast he's a king legend of a chap Stephen Bourne fucking legend Ryan Collins fellow Patreon an absolute gent fucking Aoife Devine who was that, that? <laughs> who was that shouting out myself here like you might as well take this one do you want to give yourself a shout out yeah yeah so also onto Marcella um, Marcella Flood Marcella Flood, an absolute queen of the country and yeah. massive supporter. She's our she's our culture fan base. No yeah. offense, Marcella, but I know you'll take that in. She's spreading the love down in Kilkenny. She's spreading she a lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Noel Conley, uh, uh, an absolute gent. Amy Moriarty, Stevens Board, and also part of the fam at this stage. Forever love Amy. Um, James Condon, fellow Patreon, and fucking, what can I say, Jimbo, you met him actually recently. Yeah, Jimbo. he's absolutely hilarious. Dawn of a chap. Leon yeah, McGrain, forever love me. Chris Cook, Patreon once again, you're a legend, mate. Dill Coker, Terry Gaffney, Jeannie Condon, and I think that is it. Fair play to you, lads, genuinely, from the bottom of my far heart, and massive thanks for sharing the love um, on the podcast. And so I think that's pretty much us, Eva. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Appreciate it. We appreciate it massively. I will see you on the next one. Bye bye.